Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Tonight continues. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser, with you here Friday, February 23rd. Last night of the work week. We'll be back with you on Monday. Well, actually, P.J. will be back on his show. Nick and Trista will be back. I'll be on vacation. But uh, excited for this college basketball slate tomorrow. We're going to get more into that. P.J., one of his favorite spots of the year, the Kentucky Wildcats, going against his squad tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more about that right now with John Clay, sports columnist, Lexington Herald leader. You can follow him on Twitter, John Clay, IV, uh, or X, I guess, as we call it now, P.J. I keep making that mistake. John, how are you doing on this Friday? Thanks so much for giving us some time, man. How you been? Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Doing great. So, John, let's actually start with uh, what you saw, a disappointing loss for Kentucky. You know, I I really like this Kentucky squad offensively. Uh, number one three-point shooting team in the entire nation. They could score the basketball. At times, it looks like they could defend. And, you know, at times, it looks like, I don't know, if it's a lack of effort or, you know, maybe scheme. I don't know what's going on. But uh, what did you see in the last game, you know, that uh, concerns you the most? And, you know, maybe uh, any other takeaways? Maybe if you saw something that maybe makes you feel good coming into tomorrow or going into tomorrow, I should say. Well, yeah, I mean, as you as you mentioned, I mean, they've been a really good offensive team all year. They've been ranked, uh, you know, in the top 10 in Ken Palm for offensive efficiency pretty much all year. They're, at one, they're like either the third or fourth highest scoring team in the country where they were until the last two or three games. Uh, defense has been the problem, which is unusual for John Calperi teams. Uh, his best teams are always good on defense. This year that hasn't been the case. They thought they had turned it around against Auburn when they went to Auburn last Saturday and uh, beat Auburn, who had not lost a game uh, at home all season, held Auburn to 59 points. Auburn missed a lot of open shots in that game, but even after the game when we talked to Bruce Pearl, Bruce said, yeah, we, we did miss some uh, open shots, but they made us take hard shots too. Uh, th- but then – and they played a good first half defensively at Baton Rouge Wednesday night against LSU, but they basically fell apart in the second half had a 15-point lead early in the second half, let that get away from them. Um, combination of inconsistent offense and then a lot of ball watching on defense. If you go back and watch the game again, the video, guys standing, watching, leaving open shooters, not getting, uh, not protecting the defensive glass, those types of things. Uh, the positive out of the game was that they let the lead slip away. LSU got up by five or six points at one point, and Kentucky did come back and looked like they had won the game on a Rob Dillingham shot uh, with 12 seconds to go. But then LSU comes down, and then the arrow blocks the shot of Jordan Wright of LSU, but Wright was able to grab the ricochet, throw it up towards the rim, and LSU player grab it and put it in right before the buzzer to win. So they did fight back when they had a chance to really fold. But still, they, as Cal Perry said after the game, they reverted in a lot of areas. And that's not a good sign when you're just uh, five games away from uh, the end of the regular season going into March. John, it's crazy to watch how much they've struggled at Rupp Arena this season. They've lost three straight home games, Florida, Tennessee, Gonzaga, and now they got the top team in the SEC coming into Rupp tomorrow. Has Cal, maybe some of the players, talked about what what it's been, why they've struggled so much at home? I know they've obviously been playing against good teams, but has it just been the defense that's kind of let them down in these games? Yeah, the players have talked about that. And before, it's kind of ironic because after the Auburn game, they talked about how that they did feel like they played better on the road than at home and then at home. And that sometimes they do feel the pressure at home because they're expected to win at home. Or, you know, they, as you mentioned, they lost three straight 
games at home, which had never happened in Rupp Arena, which opened in 1977. Uh, you had to go all the way back to 1966, the last time Kentucky lost three straight home games. Uh, they did play good teams, but they had a chance to win those games and, and were not able to you know, pull it out. They lost to Florida in overtime. Tennessee, they lost by 11, but it was a close game most of the way. And then Gonzaga, they lost by four. So, yeah, that, they talked about how, you know, they kind of banded together on the road, played looser on the road. But then they went out, at least in the second half, against LSU and did not play well at all. So, I mean, obviously with Alabama coming in, they're first in the SEC in the league standings, 11-2, highest-scoring team in the nation. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Kentucky likes to run and get out and go. Obviously, Alabama likes to run and get out and go. So, you would expect a high-scoring game. Or will Kentucky try to slow them down? Uh, and if they do slow them down, will that hurt Kentucky offensively? So, um, But I think going back to your original question, I think the players have kind of felt some pressure at home because they've been expected to win at home, where in some of these road games they weren't expected to win, and they did win. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you about that because right now, I mean, I saw if you look at some of these brackets, I saw Brian Bennett had this in the athletic. You know, just if you look at the West region right now, I mean, how important is this game? Because right now, he, they're projected Kentucky as, as crazy as it sounds, to be a sixth seed, which means in the second round, you would probably get Duke, you know, if everything's standard pat, which there's obviously a lot of season to be uh, played right here, but you would have Duke as the three seed. You would also have Kansas in the same region. Is, is this, how important is this game? Would you say it's probably the most important game so far of the season for Kentucky tomorrow against Bama? Yeah, I mean, they've got, they got two big chances to improve their seeding, Alabama, both uh, Alabama here at the home on Saturday, and then they go to Tennessee for the last game of the regular season down in Knoxville. And as I mentioned, Tennessee's already beaten them here in Rupp. they got a real tricky game next Tuesday at Starkville against Mississippi State. If they could win those games, including the Mississippi State game, I think they would definitely help their seeding. Uh, you know, I heard Mike DeCourcy say, and I, I agree with Mike, as Sporting News, that the problem with the LSU losses, it probably cost them a line on the NCAA on the you know on the seeding line by losing that game and now they're going to have to beat Alabama they're going to find a way to get that back uh, much less try to uh, improve on their seeding so you know yeah there, I mean there was a point where uh, when they were going good people were talking about you know this team could end up being a two seed uh, I think now if they could make it all the way up to three I think that almost be a miracle I think four is about as high as they can get um, also, after the Auburn win, there was talk with Kentucky, even though they had four SEC losses, they could win the regular se- SEC regular season because they do play Alabama and Tennessee. But after the LSU loss, you know, that's going to be really tough to do as well. But mainly, I think the Alabama game is important for their confidence. They need a confidence boost after losing the LSU. They have a lot of confidence, obviously, by beating Auburn, but then they kind of, you know, um, forfeited that by the loss at LSU. You know, you want your team to be playing confident as they go into the postseason. And as you probably can guess, at Kentucky, it's all about March. If they make a run in the tournament, people will forget about these losses. If they get knocked out in the first weekend like they have the last two years, you know, it's just going to intensify the pressure on the team and John Calipari. So I think they need a, a win tomorrow would really help their confidence. Yeah, I mean, John, you mentioned it. These last couple of years, they've had early exits from the tournament. A couple of years ago, they lost to St. Peter's in the two fifteen game. And the Kentucky teams the last few years, as you know, have struggled to really make shots, especially shoot from the outside. Cal this year, it looks like he really put an emphasis on finding shooters. He got Reed Shepard. He got Dillingham. Do you think this is how he's going to try and construct his teams moving forward? Obviously, he's going to try and get as many five stars as he can and all that. But 
Do you think he, he now moving forward, he realizes that he's going to need to try and get some elite shooters for his teams? Yeah, he made that comment before the season started that the way the game is going, that he does, he feels like the, you know, that you do need more shooters. And you're right, they have, uh, you know, more shooters on this team. Uh, Justin Edwards came in here as a reputation of being a good shooter. He struggled all season, although he did hit three three pointers against LSU. Uh, but mainly Cal's thing has been the last couple of years, he kind of got away from the formula. He took some transfers, he had some older players. And he said uh, after last year and before this season, he thought his last two teams were good, but they were not Kentucky good. He wanted to be getting, he wanted to get back to Kentucky good. And they had another number one recruiting class this time, you know, with DJ Wagner. You mentioned Reed Shepard, Justin Edwards, Dillingham, uh, Aaron Bradshaw, who's kind of in a funk right now. But uh, you know, he had a highly regarded freshman class. He relies on the freshmen. They picked up Trey Mitchell from West Virginia as a transfer late in the process after Bob Huggins. Uh, end up having to resign at West Virginia. Uh, but his thing has always been, I'm going to recruit the best players I can, and then we'll figure out how to play. But he said from the start of the year, he thought he had good shooters. He had thought he had guys who could pass, dribble, and shoot. And he wanted to play fast and score points, and that's what they've done, unfortunately. And Cal said this a couple times here lately. If they could just get 10% better on defense, they have enough offensive firepower they, you know, that they could be able to make a run in March. He keeps saying this team is built for March. We kind of raise our eyebrow at that because they haven't been very consistent. And you got to win six games in March to win the whole, in the tournament to win the whole thing. But uh, yeah, they're an offensive team, and uh, I think that's what I think Cal wants to be better on offense and have better shooters in the future. Yes. Yeah, personally, I love Cal, but um, like, what's the what's the room temperature? What's it like right now? You know, with, with the fan base, because obviously there's higher expectations with Kentucky fans. You know, like if he's coaching in the Big Ten, you know, like Matt Painter, obviously he's always going to be at Purdue and it doesn't matter if they have a letdown in the NCAA tournament where they're seated, he's going to be back. But, um, you know, what's the feeling right like right now with Cal? Because I know last year, two years ago, I mean, there were people talking about maybe him not coming back. Um, what's it like right now with Cal? Well, they're not happy. You know, after <laughs> uh, Tom Leach, who is the radio voice of UK, said that Kentucky fans are either at DEFCON 1 or DEFCON 5. And there's no in between. So they were, you know, they were very happy after the Auburn game, uh, you know, moving in the right direction, going to make a splash in the tournament. And then after the LSU game, it went completely back the other way. So they're not happy. And as you mentioned, you know, they went nine and 16 in the COVID season, uh, uh, 2021, you know, you can write that off that, uh, you know, the, they weren't able to do the things that they normally could do as far as team bonding and so forth because of COVID. They had a young team and they didn't react well. But then, as you mentioned, they were number two seed, got knocked out by 15 seed in the first round by St. Peter's. Fans are obviously not happy about, happy about that. And then last year, getting knocked out by Kansas State in the round of 32, not happy with that. I mean, Kentucky fans, they have high expectations. And there's a reason they have high expectations, because of the history, because of the advantages of the program. Um, and Cal, the last few years, has not met those expectations. So it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is in March if they don't. You know, it's another first weekend knockout. I think, you know, if they make it to the second weekend, I think, uh, you know, fans will not be crazy about that, but they'll say, okay, maybe we're getting back to where, you know, we need to be. The, the other problem is that Cal obviously was the one and done. The fans here have never really warmed up to the one and done. They like the recruiting, they like seeing the great players, but they don't like the fact that they're gone after one year. And they, a lot of them think Cal's more interested in getting guys in the NBA than he is in winning championships, and they want that ninth championship. So, that kind of feeds into it as well. The Cal, every year it seems like he's starting over with a new roster.
Mm, yeah, really good point. Uh, John, I want to ask you about the other teams in the SEC. I know you're going to get to see Bama in person for the first time tomorrow, but obviously you've seen Tennessee play. You've seen Florida play. who's getting a lot better. Uh, South Carolina's having a really good year. Auburn, Kansas at the beginning of the year. Like, who, in your opinion, do you think is the best team so far that you've seen Kentucky play? Who, uh, who really impressed you? Well, as you said, I haven't seen Alabama personally. I will see them tomorrow. Of course, watch them on TV multiple times. I think Nate Oates is a really good coach. He's done a great job there. The best team I've seen in person at this point is Tennessee. They played well against Kentucky. I thought Tennessee was even better than Kansas. Of course, I saw Kansas really early in the year uh, at the Champions Classic. But Tennessee, with getting Dalton connected, he's such a scorer, and that's kind of what Rick Barnes has uh, you know, lacked in the past. He's got so much experience on this team. Uh, Adu, the uh, big kid, has really played well. He's really come on for them. Uh, the team that I think has really come on and, and you know, took took Alabama to overtime, could have beat Alabama the other night in Tuscaloosa, is Florida. I mean, I've seen Florida twice. Kentucky barely beat them in Gainesville and then lost to them in overtime here. I think Todd Golden's done a really good job with that team. They get up and down the floor. Uh, they've got really good guards in Clayton and Pullen, uh, and they've got a lot of size. Uh, they got a seven-footer uh, transfer from Marshall, who is a volume rebounder who's helped them. And, uh, you know, they, they really seem to be coming on now. So they're a team that when you get in the tournament, uh, in the NCAA tournament, and Florida pops up on your side of the bracket or, you know, if you have to play them in the first or second round, you're thinking, I don't really want to play these guys. So uh, they're, they're, I think, are the uh, team to watch once we really get into the postseason. John, before we let you go, because we are betting men, um, if you had to make a prediction for tomorrow, what would it be? Kentucky to beat Alabama. I think Alabama. Alabama now they'll be they could be down a couple of players. They had a player suspended uh, yeah. after an elbow in the Florida game. He's out for one game, and they got one of their starters did not play against Florida. And he, uh, Nate said today he's day to day for tomorrow, so that will hurt. But uh, it's hard for me to pick Kentucky to beat Alabama. I think it'll be uh, because of Kentucky's defensive deficiencies. I think that Alabama will take advantage of that. Um, you know, can Kentucky win? Sure, absolutely. If Kentucky doesn't win, I won't. I mean, if Kentucky wins, I won't be shocked. But if I had to pick, I would pick Alabama. John, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate you giving us some time on a Friday night. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Really good stuff right there. That's John Clay, sports columnist, Lexington Herald leader. Uh, you could give him a follow on Twitter or X, John Clay, IV. Uh, so, dude, that was really good. He, Good stuff. From oh, John. he was great. He was great. John and that likes was a good the tide little... tomorrow, huh? John's rolling with the tide. Not me, John. No, he Not likes me, baby. He likes it's all about the cats. Likes... See, yeah, no, John's likes... got some PJ in him. He's nervous too. Did you hear the little? Did you hear the pause in the voice? Did you hear the? You know, he, John thinks his team's gonna win tomorrow. John thinks Kentucky's he gonna knows. win, but he's doing the PJ hedge, and I totally respect it. Honestly, it's making me like the guy even more. I do the same thing, but I'm telling you, the Bama's gonna lose. No, he wanted to be the guy that go. He, John, John, you can't go on a show and pick your own team to win. But yeah, he. There were some indicators there, and that's a good point. Bama's gonna be without some, well, without some dudes tomorrow as well. We'll yeah. take a quick break when we come back. We're gonna talk some football. That's what we do here on BetMGM tonight when it's me and Pete on a Friday night. BetMGM tonight. Thank you, all Network. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.